Hey, everybody. So I am recording this episode in August of 2023. So you know what that means? It is back to school time. So if you're like me, you have some kids and they've had a summer off. Well, my kids really haven't had a summer off. We made them get jobs. But hey, that's a whole other issue. But you're helping your kids to get ready to go back to school. You've done some back to school shopping. You've registered for classes. And um, yeah, I wanted to do something a little bit different this episode. And I wanted to talk about some things that I wish that the school systems would teach kids about money and about finances. So I'd be really interested in your feedback on this episode. What are some things that you think that kids should learn in school about money? Email me, david at parallelfinancial.com. And I hope that you enjoy this episode. This is the Weekly Wealth Podcast with certified financial planner, David Chudik, where we discuss the wealth building mindsets and tactics that can help you to build and maintain wealth for you, your family, and your business. Okay, so let's get started with the first section of this episode. So assuming that you are not driving, let's try a little exercise. So let's close your eyes and let's think about some of the biggest financial stresses that you've ever had. And I'm going to say you, but I really mean we, because I'm talking about myself as well. So think about some of your biggest financial stresses. Maybe think about times where you were struggling to pay bills. I mean, there just literally wasn't enough money coming in. Let's think about some times where maybe you had some crippling debt and maybe you bought some things that are just too expensive for what your financial reality could afford. Uh, let's think about maybe you had a job that wasn't high paying. Uh, think about getting late fees on bills. Just think about a lot of different things. Think about all of these financial stresses that you've had. And now I'm going to ask you to do something that's difficult, but I'm going to ask you to be really, really, really honest. So how many of your, and and and, and this means mine too, how many of our financial stresses, can we honestly look back and say, you know what? I partially caused that, or I fully caused that, or I partially didn't prevent that, or I fully didn't prevent that. So this is one of the things that I wish schools would talk a little bit more about and its personal responsibility and talk about the tremendous, tremendous effect that we can personally have on our own futures. Now, I want to be very careful and I want to be very sensitive because I understand that circumstances do exist, right? There are people that sometimes they're just in a better position in life. They were born into a better position. There are times where circumstances out of our control arise, and I want to be 100% sensitive to that. But with that being said, a lot, a lot, and many, many, many of our problems can be avoided by making good financial decisions. So some of these good financial decisions that we all need to think about are, you know, living within our means, buying the stuff that we can afford, not the stuff that we can't afford. Uh, I remember a few years ago, I had an insurance client. So my office offer, offers insurance as well, home insurance, auto insurance. We have a team that helps with that. And there was a guy, he was probably in his early 20s. He was in the office and he was, he looked really, really down and out. And I, I felt bad for the dude. I mean, he, he seemed like a good guy, but he was struggling. And he was really complaining that he had made his insurance payment late and it was a $10 late fee or a $12 late fee. And because of that, he was going to struggle to buy groceries for the week. And, and he even went as far as saying that we were going to prevent his baby from eating and, and, um, so what I did was, you know, kind of as lovingly as I could, um, I talked to him and I said, look, dude, I mean, I, I understand. I mean, you're, you're, you're strapped for money right now and it's hard. I mean, you know, balancing budgets, it's hard. Earning a living is hard. 
I know that kids are expensive. I mean, everything we have to buy for them is expensive. But I said, but but your job as a man and, and my job, and, and again, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not saying it's easy, but our jobs are to get to the point to where we have a little bit of cushion to where if an unexpended unexpected $10, $12 expense comes up that it's not a financial tragedy for us. In fact, most of us, or we all should be striving towards having several months worth of cash in the bank so that uh, if, an, if an emergency does happen, we're ready for it. And we talked and he kind of calmed down and, and uh, we talked a little bit about budgets and I offered to help him with budgets and spending. And we talked about some of the things maybe, you know, he goes out to eat four or five, six times a week and then he stops for coffee in the morning and and, and again, doesn't make him a bad person, but those behaviors were not aligned with becoming financially successful. They just weren't. So what I wish schools would really talk about more is how do our financial behaviors, how do they, are they aligning us with financial success? Okay. So if you want to make a lot of money, if that's one of your goals, well, you have to put yourself in a position where you're in a career and a field that has high earning potential. If you want to be in a position maybe uh, later on in life that your family would be able to live on one income, well, maybe one of your decisions needs to be to keep your debts and monthly expenses really, really low. So all of this needs to be obviously put on an age-appropriate level for children. But uh, item number one that I wish schools would talk about more is how much of an impact our decision, not the governments, not the other political parties, not the other, quote, people, but how, how much our decisions individually affect our financial realities and our financial futures. So what do you think about this one? Let me know, David at ParallelFinancial.com. So topic one was almost philosophical and it dealt with personal accountability. Topic number two of what I wish that schools would teach your children and my children, and if they don't, I have to do it myself, would be like, what are the tools? What are the tools that can help actually help us to achieve financial success? So how many adults and, and maybe high school kids understand what, uh, you know, how loans work, how interest rates work, what compound interest is, maybe how much you understand about credit and FICO scores, what's an asset, what's a liability, how do you calculate net worth, how do taxes work, how, do, how are taxes computed, uh, what are bonds, what are stocks, what are annuities, how does insurance work? What about capital gains? What about uh, uh, ETFs? So these are all terms, and, and, and shoot, we can come up with a list of hundreds more. But if you ask 100 outgoing high school seniors to define most of those terms and explain them, I can't say this for sure, but I bet a lot of them can't. For that matter, I bet a lot of adults can't define a lot of those terms, and and those are kind of the meat and potatoes, and those are the tools that are going to help us when we decide that we want to be self-sufficient and we want to have accountability. Well, these are the tools that are going to help us to get there. So let's talk to our schools. Let's try to get basic financial literacy in there. But if there's no basic financial literacy in our schools or in your children's schools, well, then this is your job to teach them. You want them to know what the tools are out there. You don't want them to go into adulthood in ignorance. There's an old saying of what we don't know can't hurt us, but that's absolutely not true. What we don't know can hurt us. So if you don't know that you have an eight-year car loan with a 19% interest, and trust me, I've seen them, 
guess what? It still is hurting you. Just because you don't know that it's a bad thing, it still is a bad thing. So item number two of what I would love to see schools teach more of is just basic financial literacy. What do the terms of, of common financial tools, what do they mean and how can they benefit us? I like to keep things simple. And one of the formulas that is really simple that we all need to keep in mind is that income minus expenses has to equal some number greater than zero. Now we can debate how much more than zero, how much money we should be saving. And that's probably a little bit different for everybody, but income minus expenses has to equal greater than zero. So why do I mention this? Well, a lot of the financial gurus out there, they talk a lot about budgeting. They talk about cutting expenses and don't get me wrong. That's very, very expensive. However, the more income you have, the less you have to worry about every penny that you're spending. So I'd like to be in the area of life where I could go and get the proverbial uh, $6 Starbucks coffee and it doesn't cause financial hardship for me. A lot of millennials nowadays, you know, there's the whole avocado toast joke about millennials are broke because they uh, they spend too much money on avocado toast. But, you know, I think we all should strive to be in the place where we can indulge ourselves a little bit with some of life's luxuries and enjoy the fruits of our labor. So how do we work on the income part of that equation? Well, I think it's really simple. It's a really simple fact of life. And sometimes I don't even like this fact, but I think it's a fact that we are all paid based on how easy it is to replace us. So let me say that again. We are all paid based on how easy it is to replace us. So if as middle school and high school kids, we start to teach and start to think about how can I be difficult to replace? Now, there are a couple things that can make you difficult to replace. The first one is obvious. It's your skill set. So I don't know how to do brain surgery. Not very many people do. So if you needed brain surgery, you would hire a brain surgeon. And that's why brain surgeons make a lot of money. And they deserve it. They're doing a job that requires a high, high level of skill. I don't have a stadium full of people paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to watch me work every day. And that's why Taylor Swift made a, just a little bit more money than I did this year. So talk with your kids, talk with your students about having skills that are not easily replaced. Also, some of the more unpleasant jobs, and we've all seen that Mike Rowe, Mike Rowe dirty job series, but some of the jobs people just don't want to do, well, they can sometimes pay more because they're unpleasant. So be unreplaceable with your skill set but also your attitude is tremendously, tremendously important. So if it comes time where maybe your workplace uh, needs to promote someone, they need to look at you and they need to say, well, this person goes out of their way. They do a good job They're They don't make mistakes and we are going to promote them and that will help you to increase your income. Or maybe if the, the your, your workplace has to do layoffs because business revenues are down, you need to be the last person that they would let go because you have a great attitude and you're not replaceable. And if you do get replaced, then you can always go to the business down the street and say, look, I worked at XYZ business and they grew this much and this is how, how many days I worked and, and I helped them with these things. And then maybe you can ask for a higher wage there. So the free market works. It's not perfect. I'm not saying that it's perfect, but let's 
work towards being not replaceable or difficult to replace, and that will help us to have higher incomes, which will help us with the formula of income minus expenses has to be equal greater than zero. Uh, that equation is much, much, much easier when the income side of the equation is a bigger number. Again, let me know what you think. David at parallelfinancial.com. And finally, the last item that I wish schools would do a better job of teaching or even teaching at all is preparing their children and students for their secondary education. So I don't think that a four-year degree is for everybody. I don't think there's any shame in not getting a four-year degree. And I think that everybody needs to make their post-high school education choices very wisely. So here's a couple of guidelines that I have. If your parents are not in a, in a situation and scholarships are not in a situation to where there's cash to afford a four-year degree, look at some options. Look at maybe attending a, uh, a local uh, technical college and getting a lot of your first two years of credits. Oftentimes that can be free or almost free. Um, and then maybe finishing off at a four-year school. And also make sure that if you have to borrow money for your college education, that you're going into a field that has enough of an earning potential to be able to help you to pay back your loans. So a lot of physicians take out hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars of student loans, but when they graduate, and I know they work hard and they don't make that much money to, through residency and everything, but once they make it through, they have the income that can support paying back those loans. But if you go into a field that does not have a high earning potential and then you still have high monthly student loan debt, it can be crippling to you. So be really careful with your college decisions. Also, a lot of trade schools are a great option. They can be free or almost free, and they can offer some very, very high paying careers as well. So don't just jump into a high dollar college. Uh, don't choose a college because of the football team or the basketball team or the sports program and just choose very wisely. It's not all about the money, but if you're borrowing money for college, make sure that you're going into a field that pays enough to where you will be able to pay your student loans back and not have crippling and uh, stifling monthly student loan payments each month. I've seen it happen and I know that it's no fun for anybody involved. So choose your career and choose make your, your post high school education choices very wisely. And if you are going to have to borrow money for school, I would highly suggest that you look at making sure that you're entering a field that has a relatively high earning potential so that you can pay those loans back. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode with some of the items that I wish schools would cover more with regard to money. So the first was that we just we have a lot more effect on our financial well-being over the course of our lifetimes than we might think. So personal accountability. Uh, the second is that uh, we just need to know the tools. We need to know what the financial tools are so that we can use them to our advantage and avoid the ones that have uh, negative consequences. Uh, number three is that we are paid based on how easy it is to replace us. So if we strive to be as unreplaceable as possible over time, that's going to have our income trending up. And number four is choose your post high school education very wisely. If you are going to have to borrow 
borrow money for college, make sure that you're entering a field that has pays enough to where you can pay those loans back. Uh, not everybody needs to go to a four-year school, uh, and trade schools are a great option for many people. And as always, if you've ever wondered what it might be like to work with me personally as your financial advisor, I have a very simple process. So go to my website, www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the contact us button at the top. That'll take you to my schedule. And from there, you can schedule a 30 minute consultation that we can do via Zoom in person if you're local or even by telephone. We'll talk about some of the 30,000 foot level aspects of your financial situation. We'll talk about some of your fears, some of your desires, and what might be keeping you up at night. And we can decide if there are any next steps. Really is that simple and there is no cost for this appointment. So www.weeklywealthpodcast.com and click on the contact us. And also don't forget to like and subscribe to the podcast on the platform where you've been listening. And I would really love it if you would share this podcast, share the news with um, your friends, your family, your colleagues, and your coworkers. Uh, My goal is to help all of us to make the world a better place by how we handle our money. And this podcast can be a small vehicle on how we can all do that. So until next episode, I wish everybody a blessed week. Thanks.